Welcome to episode 12 of Ethan Becker's Tip of the Week. I'm Ethan Becker, senior speech coach with the Speech Improvement Company in Boston, where we've been helping professionals around the world to communicate more comfortably and more effectively since 1964. Each week, I'm coming to you online with a speech coaching tip. This question comes from a participant of a program I was teaching at Bryant University in the John H. Chaffee Center for International Business. And most of the executives attending there were there to strengthen their international communication skills. Now, even if your job does not involve international communication, this week's question is definitely going to be helpful to you or anyone who needs to leave a voicemail and would like to feel more confident that the voicemail they're leaving will be effective and appreciated, not skipped or dreaded. Here's the question. Dear Ethan, when I go to leave a voicemail, I'm not sure what to say. I get nervous and end up rambling. I'm aware that nobody wants to listen to me ramble on. In fact, I can't stand, I can't stand voicemails when the caller does not get to the point. Do you have any tips for leaving effective voicemails? Thanks, and thanks for your podcast, signed Mr. Longwinded Voicemail. Well, Mr. Longwinded Voicemail, I'm glad you asked me this question because it's a common one. And yes, I do have instructions for you or anyone who's looking to leave in a more, a more effective voicemail. Leaving, leaving effective voicemails really is quite simple. Follow this simple guide. It has three parts, three steps to it. Here we go. First, introduce yourself. Now this could be your name, but not just don't it's not always just your name. In some cases it could be the name of your company or the position, but depending on who you're leaving the message for. If they don't know you, you might have to say your company, your position. Introduce yourself. Second, state the purpose of your call. Now, our research has shown that in general more people favor deductive voicemails. So you may need to practice being deductive if you're not used to it. So maybe you, you go and you practice leaving a voicemail before you actually make the phone call. There's nothing wrong with doing that. It's good, it's good communication development. Third, state an action. For example, a time to call back or a request for a call back or perhaps a meeting or an email. Let's do an example. In this case, I'm calling a client to discuss the homework I gave him during our last speech coaching session. Hi, John. It's your coach, Ethan, calling. I'm calling to follow up from our session and discuss your homework assignment. We'll need about 10 minutes. When you have a chance, call me back at 617-739-3330. I look forward to talking to you soon. Take care. Bye. Could you hear the three parts? The introduction, state the purpose of my call, and an action? Now, interestingly, here's a variation that you can use. We've seen a trend develop that is to leave your callback number right up front, even though it's out of context. It's poor grammar and it's out of context, but it's we found it to be a strong convenience and can help you to become more effective leaving that number right up front. With the technology, it allows your listener to 
play back the message and write down or memorize your phone number right away without having to hear the whole message again. Here, listen, listen to how this might sound. Here we go. Hi, John. It's your coach, Ethan, calling. 617-739-3330. I'm calling to follow up and discuss your homework assignment. We'll need about 10 minutes. When you have a chance, call me back at 617-739-3330. Thanks, John. I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye. Now, did you hear the three steps? Introduce yourself, state the purpose of the call, state in action. Now, as you replay, you may have noticed something else. As you replay this very podcast and listen to my example again, pay close attention to the speed at which I left my phone number and the pause after the number. This wasn't an accident. You should do that. Say it's slow and clear. It will allow the pause afterwards will allow your listener a moment to digest the number. And this is when they're either memorizing it or they're writing it down. It's a great courtesy. So organize your voicemail in three steps. Introduce yourself, state the purpose for the call, state the action. Then, when delivering the voicemail, try stating your callback number up front. And when you say it, say it slow and clear and pause after. As you start strengthening your voicemails, you should see or hear an increased number of callbacks. That's it for this week's tip of the week. If you have a question that you'd like me to answer about the way you communicate in your day-to-day activities, send it to me at ethan, E-T-H-A-N, at speechimprovement.com. And let me know if it's okay to do it, use it publicly or if you'd like me to answer you in private. Now, for those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you can read about my background formally at speechimprovement.com. I do have one announcement. On June 8th, we will be running Better Speech Day. This is a full-day free event that we're running to bring awareness around speech communication and its effect on on the business community around the world. It's a very, very exciting event. We first ran this in 1986, and it's very, very exciting. We have a full-day program planned. If you'd like to participate or you'd like some information about it, you can contact us directly. You can email me or the, the coordinator inside at the firm. His name is Jim O'Brien, and you can contact him directly at jim at speechimprovement.com. That's it for this week's tip of the week. I hope you have a fantastic week. Thanks for listening, and bye for now.